0: The ticket and case-based model has given companies and brands this illusion of omni-channel service. But to the consumer, it's still a
1: fragmented experience across the board. Welcome to The Wrap, Resource as a Podcast. I'm Nick Cressy, Managing Director of Strategic Partnerships, joined by Kyle Hall, our Lead Consultant and Director of Operations. Each week, we will bring you a conversation with leading industry players to spotlight emerging technology, share best-in-class carrier insights, and discuss how innovative tech is driving businesses forward. Whether you're an operating partner at a private equity firm, a CIO, or other business leader, tune in weekly as we share insights from the expanding playing field of digital transformation.
2: Today, we're kicking off our CCAST series. First up in the shoot here is a company named Gladly. They're venture capital backed, new player in the space, but have an incredibly compelling platform, especially in the B2C space. They're really taking something that is traditionally a cost center and customer service, really moving it to a revenue generation opportunity. Hope you enjoy.
1: Welcome to The Wrap. Mike McCarron, VP of Sales and Strategic Alliances at Gladly. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Nick, how are you doing? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. You're kicking off the CKs. Block of, of pods for us. so let's get right into it. Give us the ten thousand foot view of gladly.
0: So gladly if for folks who don't know, gladly is a business to consumer focused customer service platform that is looking at addressing a lot of the main challenges that exist with traditional legacy case and ticket based customer service platforms because those platforms were never designed for the way consumers behave today where they leverage and use all sorts of different channels to get customer service help. And they use those channels interchangeably. So Gladly really focuses on not about tickets and cases or channels per se, but focuses on who is the customer and what do we know about that customer to allow customer service agents to deliver great personalized service experiences to them when they engage.
2: You know, it's fundamentally one of the things that immediately occurred to me when I started learning about Gladly was... You know, the pain points you guys are solving for aren't ones that just, you know, our our clients can relate to, but really, I think each of us individually can relate to, right? Ultimately, we want to be in a place as businesses or as contacts and our operators, where it's people helping people, but that's not what it has been. It has been people responding to emails or people responding to chats or people responding to phone calls, but there's people behind that. One of the things I love about your guys' platform is how you're bringing all that together.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of what has been challenging is that the the ticketing case-based model has given companies and brands this illusion of omni-channel service. But to the consumer, it's still a fragmented experience across the board. So for example, if I, as a consumer, reach out via email in the morning, send in a, a request or a question to the customer service team, and I don't hear back, I'm going to pick up the phone or I'm going to go online and do chat. But when that happens in a ticket and case-based model, the email gets routed to one team, the phone call might get routed to a second team, and then the chat could get routed to a third team. And none of those teams or none of those agents have any real visibility into the fact that it's the same consumer, Mike and Karen, looking to get help about the same issue. And I just happen to be choosing the channel that's most convenient for me in the moment to reach out. And that fragmentation and that siloed experience for both customers and for agents creates a ton of inefficiencies. It creates a lot of extra work, and it doesn't really deliver a great agent or customer experience. And as a result of that, you're underwhelming the customer in terms of their experience with your brand. And business-to-consumer brands today, the service experience is such a differentiated experience that they can deliver to win those customers, to drive loyalty, and to drive sort of retention of those customers, that moving away from a very sort of transactional or or channel-based service experience to something that's more relational, where it's personalized, that's really the problem that Gladly set out to solve.
2: Yeah. And so, you know, I think you and some of your peers in the space are all trying to solve for this. This concept of omni-channel, at least, isn't new. How are you guys attacking it differently? I've seen in the demos, and I feel... In some of your clients where I've interacted with agents who are being supported by your guys' technology, I feel that difference. But fundamentally, what's happening and how are you coming at it differently?
0: Yeah. So I think the the fundamental difference is that notion of customer centricity versus ticket and case centricity. And, and what I mean by that is you, is if you look at all of the traditional legacy customer service platforms that are out there, the likes of... Salesforce and Zendesk and Freshdesk and Oracle right now and Genesis and all these players that have been around for many, many years. All of those technologies were built largely as a B2B tool that sort of did a lateral move into the business to consumer space, right? So they took tickets and cases as this fundamental unit of work or this routable piece of work and said, when a phone call comes in, create a case, create a ticket, route it to the team. When an email comes in, create another case, route it to the team. And fundamentally, consumers no longer stay in one channel when they're looking to get service help. What they do is they choose the channel that's most convenient for them in the moment, the same way that they choose a channel that's convenient for them when they're engaging with their friends and family in terms of communicating on whatever they need to do. So the customer always keeps at the center them as an individual and the relationship with the brand. But when you create this artificial ticket and case boundary around the call or the email or a chat session, then all of a sudden you lose the ability to see the customer in their entirety and you lose the ability to see the holistic entire view of that customer's interaction. So as an example, most of those ticket and case-based systems that have been around for so long... They have the ability to integrate a telephony platform or integrate a chat platform, or they can integrate in with a email platform. But what ends up happening is the routing is different because all the routing has to happen in that front end system, which then gets sort of like, you know, routed down to a ticket or a case in the ticketing system. The reporting is all different. And the actual agent experience oftentimes can be very different. If you have a different phone system that's integrating in with your CRM, So the agent experience, as far as how they engage with that customer, is different depending upon what channel they're using. But with Gladly, Gladly has natively built all of the channels, voice, email, chat, messaging, SMS, social media, all of those channels are natively built into one single view. And as a result of that, agents that are moving from digital channels to voice channels have a consistent, unified experience, and they don't have to get retrained or relearn how to engage customers when that customer is naturally going to move from channel to channel. Ticket and case-based systems that bolt together or bolt on these third-party technologies to create this omni-channel view, they simply can't deliver the same kind of experience that Gladly can. And that, I think, is one of the fundamental differences that we bring to the market, is that we were designed with the business to consumer market in mind. And we were designed for the way consumers now behave, not the way they used to behave 10 years
1: ago. And when you're going to market with that native you know, integration, is that mm-hmm. giving you a competitive advantage? The one word we're hearing over and over again, the one phrase is digital transformation. Digital transformation, it's the buzzword right now, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that an organic value prop that you guys are, are leading with? Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely look at, I mean, if you think about digital
0: transformation, one of the big things that companies are trying to do is they're trying to simplify and consolidate a lot of the technology that they've been sort of buying and incorporating and and integrating over the course of the last 10 years. And so what Gladly can do is we basically look at the entirety of the, of the ecosystem. What, What is the technology ecosystem that exists for a customer service agent to be able to service their consumers. Nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, when I've gone in and looked at a customer service rep's desktop, there are eight different tabs open at the same time. There's a loyalty system, there's an e-commerce platform, there's OMS, there's their email system, and then maybe a voice platform that's up. So they have all these different technologies that they're trying to navigate from tab to tab or from window to window which of course creates a really complex agent experience, not to mention a really complex IT infrastructure integration experience. And so when you think about digital transformation, part of that transformation is simplifying and removing all of those difficult, sort of costly, time-consuming integration components and just delivering everything in one single view, in one single platform. So the idea that we go in, we talk to customers who are running back-end Ticketing system with a voice platform and a chat platform, they can go from three systems down to one or four systems down to one. And we've done that several times where customers are not having to be in a situation where their teams are working in different siloed platforms. We can all be working in one platform. Saves on license costs, saves on IT infrastructure spend, saves on just the overall complexity and time it takes for agents to get up to speed and trained on Gladly. So, for example, if I teach you in Gladly how to do chat, you can also do SMS because it's just yet another digital channel. But if somebody has a different chat product from their SMS product, you may have to go through a whole training exercise to teach that agent how to operate or how to engage that customer in that product. Whereas Gladly, that goes away.
2: We touched on integrations there. You know, a lot of times when resource is engaged to come into a company, we're driving some sort of IT optimization or expense reduction. But one of the things I really like about talking about integrations when I saw your platform is the integration to whatever the e-commerce platform is that the customers use. And so you actually serve up right there for the agent, regardless if they're an agent that is traditionally looking at sales or you know cross sales, upsells, that sort of thing. Maybe it's even somebody that's customer service, you're serving right up to them the customer lifetime value, right? So you're taking this customer service rep and immediately showing them, Hey, like, this is Nick. He spends a lot of money here at Rogue Fitness, right? Like, let's make sure we prioritize him. Let's make sure we treat him well. Here's all the orders he's placed. And you're actually able to talk to him about, hey, have you considered these other products? And it's a very natural conversation because of the data that you're serving up to him. That's a pretty unique thing that I've seen that allows you guys to take what traditionally has been a cost center. And actually turn into, into a profit center or a revenue center for for companies as they look to to drive increased sales. You know, really through just delivering a better customer experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think you're you're spot on with that. And I think that the the way that we think about that is that, as you mentioned, we, we've been talking a lot about channels and and sort of bringing all those those digital channels natively into one view. But in addition to that, what Gladly also does is, as you mentioned, it looks at all of the E commerce data, the OMS data, the, the, the loyalty status or the loyalty program data that we have, and we aggregate all that information into a, into a single sort of customer profile view that's joined up with the conversation timeline view so that that agent that's engaging with that particular customer has a lot of context as to who is this person, what is their value to the organization or to the brand, are they a new customer? Are they a long-term, lifetime VIP customer that we want to escalate or put into a VIP queue because they have been such a loyal customer to the brand? So being able to not only know that the customer is a VIP or is a a high-value customer, because you can see that in the customer's profile view, but you also want to be able to do some routing and some prioritization based on the fact that that person represents a sort of a a long-term sort of lifetime value that you want to maintain so you're going to route that customer to maybe a highly specialized highly tenured customer service group that's really really good at handling sort of high-value customers additionally like you mentioned the idea Kyle around looking at revenue generation and sales one of the great stories that we hear all the time is when you present that information to a customer you present the fact that this person buys a lot of shoes or buys a lot of like ready to wear I- items from a, a fashion supplier or fashion company, the customer service agent then knows their preferences. They know their style. They, they know sort of the, even their price point that matter. And they can make recommendations to customers who might be looking to pair a handbag to a dress or a pair of shoes or whatever it happens to be. But a customer service agent that has no context as to who this customer is, what their lifetime spend is, or what their preferences are, preferences are from a styling perspective, those customer service reps don't feel comfortable introducing the concept of trying to do an upsell or a cross-sell. But when you provide them that context, we we see that happen all the time. It's a great example. One of our very, very first customers noticed that when when we actually went live with this capability where we had all the purchase history and all the product information in the platform, customer called into customer service with a very routine, sort of like standard customer service issue. Bought a pair of shoes, wrong size or wrong style, didn't like and wanted to return them. So rather than just taking that returned pair of shoes as a transactional customer service issue and resolving it and moving on to the next customer issue, the customer service rep asked them, okay, they noticed this customer was a high propensity shoe buyer. They asked them what was wrong with the shoes, whether the wrong style, the wrong fit, the wrong material, whatever it was. And they ended up subsequently selling them three more pairs of shoes on that call. So they turned a, a return into an upsell of three more pairs of shoes simply because they knew and they had context that this customer was a high propensity shoe buyer. So why not try to sell them more shoes? That doesn't happen when you have ticket-based and case-based platforms where the fragmented information about who this customer is and how they're engaging with the brand is siloed away in different systems in the back end.
1: Really good stuff. One of the ways we go to, go to market is through private equity. And I think everything you're talking about is operations and efficiency and indirectly it has to do with, you know, the bottom line impact, but how are you landing this message, this value proposition to a finance guy or girl, you know, a a operating partner or even a CFO?
0: I mean, great, great question. One of the big fundamental things that we look at is, is that when we think about the value proposition of GLAD, there's a, there's a couple of different key things. We just talked about one of them, which is revenue generation, Right. Another one is around system consolidation and simplification. But one of the most important and most critical ways that we drive value and ROI from a Gladly perspective is in the efficiency gains that we drive through bringing all the information, all the channels into one view so that customer service teams can be more productive and more efficient with their time. We can either drive through self-service So Gladly has a self-service capability, self-service built right in we can actually have customers sort of like resolve their issues on their own they can leverage knowledge base articles to sort of find the information that they want so those particular inquiries never reach a customer service agent so therefore they can they can handle more customer issues another is around the fact that traditionally voice and email have been more of the i would say less efficient channels because they're one to one you can only have a phone call with one person at a time as an agent but an agent can be on a chat session or on a messaging session, or on a Facebook Messenger, Twitter direct message, they can communicate with two, or three, or even four customers simultaneously. So now what you've done is you've taken your customer service team, and you've added two, three, or 4x the capacity, because you're not single-threading them on an email or on a phone call, but you're doing it with multiple customers across chat. And the ability to do that, and to streamline the fact that if a customer calls in, and the afternoon, back to some of the earlier topics or earlier points we were making, customer calls in, in the afternoon in a, as a follow-up to the email that they sent in the morning. In Gladly's timeline view, the email is just simply the prior interaction that happened with that customer. And the customer service agent that's answering that phone call can see the unanswered email right above that, as opposed to saying, oh, I'm responding to an email that you sent in Let me go find that email. Let me put you on hold. I'm going to spend 30 to 60 seconds going to find that email, reading that email, getting caught up to speed. The 60 seconds doesn't seem like a lot, but when you do 60 seconds times hundreds of calls and emails, if not thousands during the day, the efficiency gains that we see are between 15 and 30% efficiency simply by reducing all this duplicative work that would otherwise have happened with cases and tickets being the center of the platform.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you. There's a lot of really powerful demos out in this space, but your guys is right up near the top. I mean, that single threading and then the quick view of the customer there on the left side— incredibly impactful right away. I mean, you get it immediately if you're somebody that's in a contact center or in the B two C space. I mean, you're like, oh wow, well, okay, yeah. I mean, it's, it's,
0: this is this is how it should work. I mean, right. What's really really interesting about that, Kyle, is that we we actually talk about this all the time. So we we, we talk about how is Bobby different than the traditional ticket and case-based platforms, right? And clearly the ability to sort of like not be sort of like, you know, dependent upon these tickets and cases from a routing perspective. And we talk about being customer-centered and there's a lot of folks out there talking about customer centricity, they talk about conversations, they talk about omni-channel, 360 degree view of the customer, but it isn't until they see what you just described, which is the customer profile on the left and this very intuitive messaging inspired UI that says phone calls and emails and chat sessions and text messaging, all is displayed in a timeline view. When they see it, they're almost like, this is what this is kind of what we've been looking for. This is sort of the user experience and the customer experience that has been this elusive goal that they've been trying to stitch together over the last five to 10 years. But it's been impossible for them to do that because cases and tickets I've never been able to deliver the kind of experience that they want, and it required a completely reorientation around how you think about service, where you put the customer at the center. That's what's allowed us to actually accomplish that goal.
2: Yeah, absolutely, great stuff on this, Mike, and and appreciate your time. Before we send you out, we have a couple of questions we ask everybody. First one, and I'm I'm going to say that your phone can't be the answer here, but we'd just like to know from people that
0: are in tech, what's one piece of tech you can't really live without? That's a good question. I think it's not the phone related, but it's actually, it's actually sort of very timely. You asked that it's probably Google maps on my phone. That's related. And that I just moved to a new city. I just moved to Nashville, Tennessee from the Bay area. I was in the Bay area for 21 years and I never needed Google maps because I knew my way around the Bay area pretty much like the back of my hand, but I'm in a new city, new location. So Google maps is like been my best friend for the last couple of weeks, just kind of getting settled here. So that's definitely one thing that I'm a big, big fan of these days.
2: Weird to say, I have never needed to look at a map historically, you know, I knew how to read a map really well, but I'm, I'm not so sure i do anything other than type an address in and go now. <laughs> the other thing we like to ask, so leaders in our space, you're, you're going in and out of customer offices all the time. You're hearing about other tech that's emerging, who's a fit, who's getting traction with clients. And one of the things we like to ask is, you know, what are the up and coming tech stocks you think are out there? What's your pick? What are your plays? And where do you think we should be looking?
0: You know, it's a good question too. I've got an example in the customer experience, customer, you know, consumer space, if you will. And then I've got an example that's, you know, very much unrelated to that. In the consumer space, one of the partners that we're working with these days, a company called Attentive. Attentive has actually been doing some really interesting things around SMS marketing. And we look at SMS marketing, people read their text messages more so than they read their email. Like there isn't a day that goes by that I leave a text message unanswered or unread. Maybe not. Maybe not an answer, but I certainly, I certainly read it. So that ability to like connect with consumers and connect a consumer to a brand, that channel seems to be opening up a lot of relationship building. That a lot of the new consumer sort of like buyer personas and demographics are starting to use more and more often. So I think that's definitely an interesting sort of market to look at. SMS is becoming a very sort of common channel for communication. And I think it's becoming much more common in the service experience as well on the non cx related side you know i've been looking at all these i mean we're we're an adopter of notion you've got airtable and notion all this low code no code stuff out there where people are trying to like use this really interesting technology to sort of bring content and data and tables and information together like that that market seems super hot these days that's an interesting space to sort of keep keep your eye on yeah
2: love that notion platform
1: yep Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for taking some time sharing the value problem gladly. As Kyle said, it jumps off the screen when you see it. So make sure you hit Mike up. And thanks for joining us, Mike. You're
0: welcome. Thanks, Nick. And thanks, Kyle. Appreciate you having me on the show.
1: Hope you guys enjoyed that really interesting platform, Kyle. Look, in full transparency, we haven't worked a deal with these guys, but we see it as a real compelling. I mean, B2C, they're strong. They're as strong as we've seen. So let's talk about a, a use case where this may make sense.
2: We do have some shared customers yeah. together. You know, obviously, we've done a lot of work in the retail space over the years. Our core value prop's a great fit for multi-location, a lot of retail's multi-location. You know, what's interesting about that is the brick and mortar moving to e-commerce, right? And really what they're delivering is a great storefront. It's a virtual one. But it's it's a consistent experience for the customer. And you know, I think I think we mentioned it when we were talking, but pretty much any of us can relate to poor customer experiences with e-commerce platforms, you know. And, and if you can't, I'm sure your wife can, you know. So my mine certainly can, right?
1: <laughs> and one of the things that you talked about were some of the e-commerce sites they plug into. You know, our man Mike didn't give us a, a stock exactly, but you know one of the leading growth tech names right now Shopify. If you go on a Gladly site, type in Shopify, there's an integration into it. So that's where this is a really powerful, especially for the e-commerce. And like you're saying, the brick and mortar, it's not dead. I think we we've seen that it's gonna it's gonna remain, but they're all looking to be more efficient and they're looking to, hey, if they don't have to pay the rent, they're gonna they're gonna host it on a website. And this is a, a great platform to be able to give that same touch that same feel if you go to their website you'll really realize like they actually call their reps heroes like they're really all about building a relationship with you it's an interesting it's an interesting take for sure
2: yeah 100% i mean look everybody's striving for you know what the standard in brick and mortar it's kind of like an Apple store, right? Like it, it, you've got a really consistent experience. They've obviously got a great CRM. They know who you are when you come in. You've got an Apple ID, right? They can see everything. So that's kind of the standard in brick and mortar. And gladly as as an application and as a platform is something that, you know, you can feasibly plug in to your business and have a virtual version of that. You know, and the the integrations are look, I mean, integrations are are sometimes a challenge, but they've got quite a few that are plug and play. All right,
1: we'll be back next week with another leader in the CCAS space.
2: Looking forward to it.
1: Thanks for listening to the RAP Resourceive as a Podcast. For more information about Resource and how we are creating value for our clients, find us at com or reach out to us directly at the at resourceful.com